0: Welcome to the Self Care Goddess podcast brought to you by me, Rita Savoya, founder of Savoya Self Care Holistic Wellness. I'm a certified nutritionist and a holistic wellness coach for midlife women who want to rediscover their happier, sexier selves naturally without pills or side effects so that they can thrive as they age. I'm also the creator of the Savoya Self-Care Method, empowering women to nurture heart, mind, and body for transformative results. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to help millions of midlife women become their own health heroes. As a woman entrepreneur and a caregiver to aging parents, I fully understand the many responsibilities and generally stressful times women are living through these days often suffering in silence, misunderstood, and putting themselves last. That's why each week I will be here for you, guiding you on your personal wellness journey, sharing expert advice from thought leaders on natural, practical, and simple solutions to help you thrive during the midlife transition. Get ready to listen to inspiring conversations about all things wellness, nutrition, mindset, mental health, fasting, hormones, menstrual cycle awareness and sinking, ancient healing strategies like meditation, mindfulness and breath work and spirituality. Every month I will also be featuring a small to medium-sized business to help spread the word on the amazing work they're doing so we can support them. And now without further ado, let's get ready to rumble. Happy listening! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Self-Care Goddess podcast with today's theme creating certainty in health decisions amidst the chaotic sea of conflicting internet information. So super excited to have Paul Burgess with us today. I'm so excited. I can't wait to introduce you and really dive in as I mentioned off the show that we have so many things in alignment in terms of my philosophy with my practice and yours too. So I'm really excited to talk to a like-minded individual like yourself. But before we start, As all our listeners are used to now, we will begin with a heart coherence. So we're going to get ourselves into coherence and coherence just so that we can tune out the outer world and really tune in with ourselves. So if if you're feeling comfortable, you can lower your gaze or even close your eyes and just sort of tune in with your breath. What is your breath doing right now? It's just such a, a great indication of how you're feeling. So let's sort of tune in with that. And let's slow down our breathing just a little bit and maybe be a little bit more engaging with our parasympathetic nervous system by just slowing down the breath. And as we know, the parasympathetic nervous system is where we rest and we reset. And we really, that's the place where to help us heal. So let's just take these few minutes just to breathe in deep into our lungs, into our diaphragm, inhaling with our nose. And then exhaling, preferably through the nose as well. Just relaxing our entire body, inviting in, softening with each and every exhale. Breathing in and letting go. That's it. One more deep belly breath in through the nose. And on the exhale, I invite you to visualize someone that you're grateful for today. Visualize this person as if they were right here in front of you. And together, let's send them all the love, the gratitude, and the appreciation for them being in your life. Inhaling, imagining the breath flowing in and out of your heart and just flowing this sense of gratitude to not only this person that you thought of, but also yourself. Thanking yourself for being here, making the time for self-care and learning a little bit more about today's topic. Let's take a nice deep belly breath in and letting it go releasing any tension or stress slowly opening your eyes And welcome back. So today we have Paul Burgess, is the founder of the Global Telehealth Practice, Paul Burgess Functional Medicine Limited, and the owner of Paul Burgess Wellness. With over two decades of experience in treating patients, he realized that what people really need nowadays is certainty that the choices they make about their health are the right ones for them. With so much conflicting information on the internet today, it is impossible to know what is actually relevant and what is just hype. Paul started the Paul Burgess Show in 2014. He is the author of two books and is the creator of the 3 times 5 diet plan. Paul has a goal for each of his patients to live a happy, fulfilling life. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for making time for my community today. How are you?
1: I'm fantastic, and thank you so much for having me. And let me tell you a couple of things. Firstly, what an amazing way to start a show with the meditation, because Something you said about parasympathetic nervous system, majority of people, 99% probably, never see that state. They're always in sympathetic, right? They're always at this fight or flight and can't work out why their body stops working as well as it should do and why they feel so bad and so on. So just the fact that you can make people aware at the beginning of every show that this is something that exists and then you can delve into it deeper should you wish to. Mm -hmm. I think that's incredible. If nothing else, that's probably the most useful thing a show can ever do. So I I, thank you for allowing me to do some with you because that's always useful and um, just a brilliant way to start. So that's that one. And then, and what was the other question? How am I? Yeah, I'm very good. Yeah. How are you feeling? Yes.
0: So you're calling from where?
1: i'm in london in the uk
0: nice i was just there we should have met up actually
1: (laughs) whereabouts did you come well i was
0: just there for one night i went to go watch a um a soccer game so yeah football game so that's why where where?
1: which which ground
0: oh uh, wembley yes yeah oh okay fantastic fantastic hang on you
1: came in for one day to london to watch football because we call it football right
0: yes and and
1: and then you left
0: uh, well, no, I was actually in Italy for about four weeks, and I flew back to Toronto via London. And okay, I figured, so let's get way. a footy sock. Well, I, I watched five games actually. Oh, I'm a big footy fan, huge. Yes. Hang on,
1: you watched five games? In uh, one no, no, now? no, no.
0: In, no, no, no. In general, in these five weeks, okay. we actually watched five games: Champions League, a bunch of Italy games, and then of course, two Italy. Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah, it was amazing. It's such a great time. So next time, definitely. Beautiful yeah, sure. stadium, by the way. Beautiful stadium, Wembley. Yeah. really gorgeous. So yeah. tell us your story. Why are you doing what you're doing? And you seem to be really ahead of the curve
1: with the telehealth practice as well. Tell us a little bit yeah. more. About do you know? I, I do a lot of podcasts, right? <clears throat> My kind of get quest- asked this question all the time, and I think out of all the people that I've been on, your Will, you will appreciate this reply? So, I got into health um, from a very young age, and I didn't realise why. Just it appealed to me, and I th- and I knew I had to be healthy, and you know that was the thing. This was in the sixties and seventies, right? This is way before most people were born. listening to this show, and I lo- I, th- I thought about this because I get I get it asked so many times. Why is it that I'm like that? In the 60s in London, um, which is post Second World War, but the first generation that that were just about becoming financially um, liquid, if you like, and they, they were to go and buy records and the Beatles and all that kind of stuff, right? But there was a big hangover because in the UK at that time, the upbringing was very strict. You did not speak back to your parents. You did as you were told. You ate what was on your plate. Right. It was and it wasn't up for discussion because every household was the same. And along with that came a definite low level of emotional contact. So the love in the house wasn't abusive and it wasn't missing and it wasn't um something detrimental. There just wasn't a great deal of affection shown in those days with children. Right? It should be seen and not heard, do as they're told. And that's kind of the way life was, right? And everyone was the same. So there wasn't, it wasn't like it was a bad thing for us. But I realized later in life that for me, I had to show my value somewhere. And I and we're all the same, right? We've all got this thing about we're not good enough and we we need to show a value somewhere. And for me, it was like, well, if I can be as healthy as possible, clearly, this is my subconscious. It wasn't a conscious decision, but it was always an attractive thing to me. So I need to be healthy. I need to be f- fit. You know, um, in those days there was no internet. You didn't get any pictures of in- on Instagram and things. You had to buy magazines if you like if, if you're going to be into fitness and that kind of thing, which were very expensive in those days. And but but it was more about you know that those things appealed to me massively, and I was always searching for it and always trying to find the way and you know understand it more. And I'm pretty sure that that was because I needed to find this vehicle to show value and, mm-hmm. and shown my value.
2: so mm-hmm.
1: that's why I got into it. What a weird reason, right? <laughs> but, um, but I didn't get into it commercially, in other words, as a career, until later on um, in my kind of mid-30s. I'd started a very successful financial institution in the city of London, and it was a horrible experience, and we had all the money in the world and all the stress and, and rubbish that goes with it, hated every minute of it. And then decided to do something I really am passionate about and always have been, and started a business that is now what it is, which is a global practice. That we we treat patients in most continents around the world, and um and and I love doing it. It's the most incredible thing, and you will know this because you know we are very kindred spirits. And mm. um, there's something that I read on your website, um, which I which I tell people so often, and that is putting yourself first. Is not selfish.
2: Mm.
1: It's charitable, right? You have to put yourself first because if you don't, you will never be the best version of yourself. Right. And then when you turn up to help people, they're just going to get this rundown, broken, stressed, tired version that really is not going to be not going to be of any help at all.
2: Mm-hmm. But if
1: you do yourself first, if you look after yourself, if you make sure you get your exercise and you do your meditation, you do your stress management, you get your sleep, you eat the right foods, you do all the things that you have to do for yourself, then you're going to be incredibly productive, hugely energetic, very creative, and when you turn up to help, that's that's going to be the best version of you. So um, we're definitely on the same on the same path.
0: Yes, for sure. For sure. There's always a reason. It's not a coincidence that my guests come on the show, right? So yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, And it's always beautiful to see when you say it's my passion. I can really see it. How old are you, Paul? I'm 57. Wow, you look amazing. Yeah, definitely. I
1: look kind, thank you. Yeah,
0: yeah. You look it's, great. A long,
1: it's a long way to Canada. So you probably you probably can't see it quite <laughs> as well.
0: Or maybe it's the filter on Zoom or something.
1: Oh, is there a filter on Zoom? There is, is there one? If there is, I'm gonna start using it for
0: sure. <laughs> there is, there is. So tell us a little bit about this. Um I, I'm really interested because everyone asks Dr. Google, as you know. So oh, yeah. why, in your opinion, do you feel that these online searches fall short in solving um health issues? I mean, they're a good way. Good place to start, for example, maybe not for many of the hit issues, but yes, yeah, so many people are relying on Doctor Google. So tell us your opinion on this. Yeah,
1: and so I I, I understand that, and I I understand that um, the the way that the human psyche works, as you know, very much like you do, in the fact that we are, at default, if you like, is is problem solving. And and it's always been like that throughout evolution, Right, we've had to try and solve problems. And we do that by going to our experience and seeing, how did we do that last time? And so, like I said, in the sixties and seventies, there was no internet. So if you needed to find information, you went to the library or, you know, you looked in an encyclopedia or you spoke to somebody that knew about this thing. Nowadays, our default is to look online, right? Dr. Google, YouTube, the the the, the search engines that we've got access to in, our, in the palm of our hand very easily. And it works in some circumstances. If I want to fix my washing machine, and I go onto YouTube, and I put in the model number, it will say, oh, if it's not doing this, whatever it is, this is the solution. And I can follow that video, and I can... Take it to my washing machine. When I open it, all the parts are there exactly as the person said. And this part needs to be changed and I replace it and hey, Presto, it works. Fabulous. Then I come across a health problem and I do the same thing because it worked for my washing machine. So why wouldn't it help for my health? And I go online and someone says, if you want to cure all of your brain fog and your autoimmune disease and your joint pain, and your energy issues and your sleep problems and want to lose weight, you must use a carnivore diet. There's no other way around it. You must be a carnivore. If you eat a vegetable, you will die because they've got anti-predatory toxins in them and you cannot, but they're not made for us. You must go carnivore. Okay, that's what I'll do then. And then I follow carnivore and I find that all of my liver markers elevate. My cholesterol goes through the roof and my blood glucose gets dysregulated. Well, this is not what I was told. I was told it's going to cure all my ills, not bring more problems for me. Mm. Now, the reason that that would happen is because the person promoting the carnivore approach, and there are lots of others, right? It could be vegan. It could right. be paleo. It doesn't matter. knows nothing about me. He doesn't know my age, my height, my weight, my blood pressure, my liver function, my cholesterol, my glucose management, my pathogen load to how many toxins i have in me what my history has been from a health perspective what vaccinations i may have had what other uh, um, medical procedures i've had in the past how my gut functions it knows nothing about me so how can it possibly relate to me but well, it's not like the washing machine where it relates directly to it because we know exactly what's there i'm a one-off as are you there are no others around with your DNA and your mate. Even if you had a twin sister, twin brother, would be different. So, how is generic information online relevant to me? Right now, by the way, in that scenario with the carnivore, if I followed that and ate high amounts of saturated fat, which is not the devil anymore according to mainstream media, that those would those things would happen. My liver would go, uh, uh, enzymes would go up. I'd get blood glucose dysregulation, high cholesterol, and um, likely very high inflammation. Because I have a genotype, my genes are that of something that reacts badly to oxidate to uh, uh, saturated fat, causes a lot of oxidative stress. Now they don't know that, but they've got some really good marketing that's very very flash and is compelling and makes me want to buy that book and follow that thing because all these other people here are doing it and they're saying it's going fantastic for them.
2: Right.
1: But twenty five percent of the world also have the same genes as I do, Mm. which means that. They would also get detrimental outcomes from it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: the same for anything, right? If, they, if someone says, oh, this is the, if you've got gut problems, this is the supplement you need to take. You need these probiotics or you need this digestive enzyme, or this is the only way, this is the special one that will fix it for you. It's got peptides in it. And that's it's a natural product that is going to fix this thing for you. And that's what people have been missing all their life and so on. Absolutely irrelevant to you. Because
2: so
1: they don't know who you are and what, what your background is. But more importantly, when people go online, they're looking to fix a symptom. They're looking for how do I reduce my bloating? How do I get more energy? How do I sleep better? These are symptoms of underlying problems. Mm, right. And until they know even how to look for the underlying problem, that symptom management is never going to work. Well, mm. right, that's the same as going to your doctor and taking a sleeping pill for sleep because you're treating the symptom.
0: Right.
1: Energy is a great one, right? We've got low energy. What's the first thing people do when their energy starts dipping? Mm.
0: Supplement, some sort of
1: energy supplement. <laughs> right? Caffeine? Yeah. Coffee, energy drink, something like that. Right, right. The reality is if you are tired it means you're already overstimulated Mm. and you need to back off, Mm
2: -hmm. not
1: try and jack yourself up more with more stimulants, right? You need to go, why am I so tired? And the causes are many, but first thing I need to do is reduce my exercise, Mm. right? probably eat more, but then if I'm eating more, am I digesting it efficiently? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: If I'm not, then I need to work on that as well. And if I'm not digesting, why is that? What has broken that? Oh, that course of antibiotics I had every three months last year for the strep. Oh, okay. Well, is that detrimental? Is that bad for me? Probably, right? You're probably going to decimate your bacteria in your gut and then cause a lot of um, problems with your digestion and your absorption. So that's all got to be fixed. But why is it you got the strep? And what else was going with your immune system?
2: Mm -hmm. There's a
1: huge amount of stuff. They're so complex. Looking online and doing a Google search is just not going to give you the answer you want. It will give you something that sounds plausible. It will also sound like an easy fix. And then people will go, okay, that sounds like it's what I need. This person says, if they put, if I put a continuous blood glucose monitor on, I can tell you exactly what food you should eat and you'll be good to go. Uh, not so much. It doesn't mm-hmm. quite work like that, right?
0: Mm-hmm. It's a now, Here's an Right. Yeah, There's but a bigger it, picture.
1: absolutely, bigger picture is always the case. The problem is, unless you're a practitioner and and have many hours of clinical experience, you're not not going to know where to look for that stuff. Right? There's a great saying: "It's like you don't know what you don't know."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and sometimes I try and compare it and say, look, if I wanted to build an extension on my property. And I went on Google or on YouTube, how to build an extension. I go, right, okay, I just need to order the materials and follow this bricklayer's instruction and it'll be fine. Honestly, I, it would never get off the ground <laughs> because it'd be way too complex. I wouldn't understand what I was doing well enough to, to trust what I'm doing. and And I don't know the things I don't know about laying bricks or using a plumb line to make sure that they're straight or using, you know, it it would be so foreign to me. It would be the most ridiculous thing for me to attempt. It's the same when it comes to people's health, only it's a million times more complex. Mm-hmm. And so when people are trying to do their own fixing by going online and checking out what people are saying, unless you've had a consult with that person and they know you intimately around your health and your history you have to be very careful about how much of the information you 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 use and start trying on yourself. So that's where you ring Rita, where you go, look, I need to get a consult with you because I need to figure out some stuff and I don't know how to do it. And then you can then go, okay, let me guide you on this process.
0: Right. And that's, that, and that's why, why
1: looking online so dangerous, in my opinion.
0: It's so dangerous. You're so right. Um, that's why a lot of times when people ask me, especially just random people that know that I'm a certified nutritionist and holistic wellness coach, they just go on with their, you know, I guess their symptoms. And my answer is, it depends. So, you know, they ask me, so is a keto diet good for somebody who's so and so? And I'm just like, it really depends. And they hate that. And I'm, and I always say that as a, I preface that you're not going to like my answer, but it really does depend. And this, this whole notion of getting to the root cause as opposed to just putting a band-aid on the symptom. I love that. Um, So this is where personalized everything, personalized nutrition, personalized holistic health comes into play, um, in my opinion. And and it's still not making, because, you know, back in when I went back to school, we were talking about this in 2019, but it still hasn't really made the, the you know the I guess the um the popularity, the yes yeah. that I that I would love it to be. people are well, still following what's on Instagram and on the internet and so forth. so
1: yeah and Pat, but what are there's, your there's a on good that? there's a good reason for it though. Um, culturally, that's what that's how we're set up, right when you're young, you've got a problem, your parent takes you to the doctor, they give you a a pink liquid to take, and it fixes everything. That's it, I'll go, I'll take something, and it's done. Next time you're not well, you go to the doctor again, he gives you an injection for this or gives you that tablet, fixes it, great, I'm off again.
0: Yeah.
1: So we're used to it. That's what we're we're, we're in, you know, we're we're almost programmed to say this is how you fix health. You go somewhere and they give you something and it fixes it. But none of those are fixing anything, right? Those are all just managing your symptoms. It's like, okay, you go to the doctor and you say, my foot hurts. And he says, no problem, here's a plaster. Band-Aid. But the real problem problem is your shoes are too tight. And they haven't looked at that, right? Right. So you've got to look at, like, what's that root cause? What's causing that problem? Mm -hmm. We know, I mean, certainly in the US, I know you're in Canada, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Yes.
1: But in the US, 40 million prescriptions a year for statins.
0: Right. 40 million.
1: And yet, cardiovascular disease is still the highest killer. How is that working out for you? Mm -hmm. Because the statins, are enough people on statins dying of heart disease. Mm -hmm. So statins are just this awful thing. And don't get me wrong, there are people that can benefit. But you have to think about it from this perspective. They're a drug, very much like metformin, which is a diabetic drug, or your blood pressure medication, which don't cure anything. All they do is... Alter your biochemistry whilst you take them. Mm -hmm. But if you stop taking them, your biochemistry goes back to the way it was before you started taking them, which means you're on them for life, right? you never come off them. How long do I have to take this for? Forever. Because that's great business, right? If I can get you to buy something every month for the rest of your life and I can get 40 million people to do it, quid's (laughs) it, right?
0: i'm liking you even more paul but keep talking
1: (laughs) speaking the truth right yeah but the thing with statins right
0: Mm. um it's a it's a three billion dollar industry by the way it's
1: crazy, of course and also people who take statins full dose statins and i'm gonna make that caveat some people do get benefit from taking a very small dose but but people who take a prescriptive dose of statins have a higher all-cause mortality rate than people that don't take statins, which means more people that take statin die than the ones that don't. Mm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Everyone dies, clearly, but the statin use does not save your life. Right. And the reason is cholesterol is a thermostat. It's a, it tells you as it rises what's going on underneath. Something is problematic, and therefore mm-hmm. as a protective mechanism, mm-hmm. we start producing more and more LDL. Potentially, okay? So it's a protective thing. So if this is pushed up and, and your doctor says, look, let's take a statin It's going to bring it down. What the statin does is it artificially reduces your ability to produce LDL by interfering with an enzyme or a couple of enzymes. So it brings the numbers down. And when you go back to your your physician and he does your bloods, you're in the right range and you're here, yeah, right. it's great. We brought your LDL down. The problem is the health issue that caused the increase in the first place is still going on. Right. All you've done is put a lid on the gauge to stop it showing you how bad it is. Hmm. So you still have this underlying inflammatory response, this pathogen, this mold, this whatever it is, right. that's that's driving these underlying problems, but that's not being dealt with, which is why people still get, the heart disease, they still get the health problems mm-hmm. because it was never treated.
2: Mm-hmm. The
1: symptom was treated. Same with the blood pressure meds. Right? Blood pressure is a, a bigger problem than people realize because blood pressure will easily cause stroke and cerebral hemorrhage, hemorrhage and, and things like that. It's, it's a very easy thing for, for it to be problematic, but it's why is that up? Mm-hmm. Right? And I can tell you the majority of people on blood pressure medications are not doing what you're doing, which is getting into parasympathetic nervous system. And that's probably been all their life.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then
1: every single stress that comes into their life new children, new house, new job, this, that, the other that all pushes them further and further down that sympathetic nervous system route, right? Keeps them in that fight or flight and pushes them further away from being able to get into parasympathetic, this rest, digest, recover state. Right. We need to spend the majority of our time in that state. Cool, calm, relaxed. That's where we need to be. The the sympathetic, the the fight or flight, the the fired up state that I might be in right now while I'm doing this because I'm really excited about telling telling people about this stuff. That's a, a transient thing. We should be there briefly when we need it and mm-hmm. then come back out of it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, reality is it's the opposite, right? Blood pressure is not going to change that. Blood pressure meds is not going to change that. No. That will still be going on. And other things that drive up blood pressure will still be going on. So it's really important that people realize symptom treatment, um, which, like you said, 2019 people were talking about, they've been talking about for many, many more years than that. But it's very difficult to bring that to the mainstream because that's not how it works. GPs, doctors give you a a pill for an ill and, and you're fixed and away you go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's just it's just understand the difference between a symptom and a root cause.
0: Right. Yes. It's its just Um. I, I, I know there's hope. And because a lot of people are wanting to do more with their health and take control of their health a lot more. And I'm just really hoping that more and more people will engage in their own health as opposed to mm-hmm. sort of leaving their health in the hands of their doctors. So in a way, this online search is you're right, it's not personalized, it doesn't give you the full picture It doesn't get to the root cause. But at least it's giving people some information that they can sort of start with and then bring that information to their doctor. But you know, I'm sure it's the same in the UK. It's just the way the system is built. So it, breaking away from that, and I don't know how it is in the UK, but in Canada, integrative uh, care is very expensive. It's it, You're walking yeah. out of there, every single visit, $1,000 for sure, um, if not more. So it's expensive. So, and I always tell my clients, yes, it's better to pay now than later. But at the same time, not everybody can afford this integrative approach, which is mm. this whole naturopathic, holistic nutrition, homeopathic approach to healthcare. So I just wish that we can integrate both systems and have both systems like it used to be before. Um, when did that 1920s that sort of dissipated?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What but mean? And, <laughs> and You're absolutely right. It is expensive. And um, it's expensive because there's an awful lot to it. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not about, let me just give you this supplement and you'll be good. Right. No, this is about, why is it? Yeah, I mean, like, that stuff is expensive. It just is. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: I tell you what, it's not as expensive as cancer. Exactly,
0: exactly.
1: And it's not as expensive as saying goodbye to your loved ones because you've got two more days to live. Right, right. I I can promise you, on someone's deathbed, they'll give you every penny they've got and every penny they can borrow just for one more day. Right, right. Forget the cost
0: Mm. when it
1: comes to dollars. It's about the quality of your life in its entirety.
0: Right, right.
1: And if it's going to cost you $35,000 to do a year's worth of work with somebody, and then at the end of it, you've probably put 10 years on your life, but healthy, incredible years. And you've also understood what works for you. Mm -hmm. And you also know, this is how I need to manage my health. This is the right diet approach for me i don't need those supplements i just need a couple of these this is how i continually remove toxins and molds and things from my life this is the things i need to look at on my cosmetics shelf you know i shouldn't be using that these are the things i need to look out for this is the water i need to drink not the stuff out of plastic bottles that doesn't work for me, right? All of these things, once you know all that thing and you've set your life up for you specifically, it's worth every penny because you're going to spend the next 20, 30, 50 years in this amazing place
2: mm. while
1: you watch all of your peers steadily decline over time and become mm. worse.
2: Mm-hmm. And you go, oh,
1: yeah. what, what, why is that? How? Well, because they just didn't want to pay the money and or they couldn't afford it okay I get that I don't have that cash fine I get it right but it's not a cheap thing mm-hmm. it's just it's an expensive exercise it costs us we must spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year just on tests
2: mm-hmm. for people
1: right mm-hmm. and and these tests are not cheap I can get you a very cheap blood test but it's going to tell you zip
2: yeah right
1: your, your doctor will do it for free hmm And they'll do some really basic markers and go, yeah, yeah, that's fine. You're you're good. Well, how is that a thing? Because we've got the highest rates of cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's, cardiovascular, you know, all all of the the, the problems, the main, main chronic diseases, they're going up and up and up every year. So clearly the cheap approach does not work.
0: Mm -hmm, Exactly.
1: And people just got to understand it is an expensive exercise.
0: For sure. For sure. So just, um, I, I want to talk a little bit about testing, but before we do that, what in your opinion needs to change for this mindset to shift that people get it, the light goes on and it's like, aha, uh-huh, okay, I get it. Like it is expensive, but maybe I'll start saving some money or maybe I'll start with the cheaper things. Cause there are things you can do that are free, like go for a walk, go out in nature, um, you know, socialize and all these free things that you can really do so what do you think needs to happen for this mindset to shift
1: it's it's tricky it's really tricky mm-hmm. i think the advent of social media has made it even more difficult mm-hmm. um because you're being promised all of these amazing cures to everything really easy really cheap 39.99 on a reoccurring subscription and, and your, all your ills will be gone you know and and it, it, people want the quick fix right they want the easy way out Mm-hmm. And the other thing. So, so firstly, we need to change people's view, and and shows like this are doing it. Your show, in particular, is really bringing people's awareness. So that's fantastic. Congratulations for that. <laughs> Thank you. And I think more more of that is needed, and less of the. no, nah, no. Nah, nah, you don't need that. This mm-hmm. is the special source you need.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This
1: is the quick fix. Yeah. You know, one of the issues I think with tech now is everything is quicker and easier now when i was a kid or certainly growing up and if i went to the bank to do anything pay money in take money out you had to get there right so you either drive or walk to the bank you stand in the queue right and in this country it's like a it's like a sheet pen it goes up and down up and down <laughs> till the teller's free and then you walk up to hi here's my checkbook i write this out can i get out 50 pounds or something, right? Yes. How do you want that? Tens. Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely. Have a good day. Right. Thanks. How's your mum? Yeah. Goodbye. Right. <laughs> and 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 then you go back in your car or wherever it is and you drive to the next thing or whatever it is you do. Yeah. It took time mm. and it really used to annoy us because we had to, we had to queue up to pay our money in. So I want to give you my money and now I'm having to wait mm. 20 minutes to do this. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you're charging me for the privilege. <laughs> Now, my bank doesn't even have branches mm. because I can do everything out of the palm of my hand, right. and I can send money anywhere in the world in seconds. don't have to leave the house, leave my seat, leave my office. don't have to do anything. It's the same with if someone wants to order food. Right. But worst ways up, people used to have to go to the supermarket, walk around the supermarket, pick their things up, put it in the basket. Go to the queue up at the t- till mm-hmm. to pay. Get to the car, unload the groceries, get in the car, take them home, put them into your house. You know, put them into your fridge and everything else. It takes time, it takes effort, it takes energy. Mm-mm-mm. Now, let me just get the app, and I can have a a pizza or a Chinese or a or a Indian or Lebanese or a Korean or whatever Polish you pick your 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 t- chosen thing, right? And it'll be delivered in twenty minutes. I don't have to leave my sofa. <laughs> that is what the the not just the youngest generation, but a lot of generations are experiencing now, including myself, right? And I don't have those apps. I don't know how they work efficiently, but I know they work. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, how how they work practically, I mean. But what I do know is everything's quicker and easier. And the people are doing the same thing with their health, they're going. I need it quick. I need it easy. I don't want to have to change my lifestyle around.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't
1: want to have to drink more water. I don't want to have to stop watching Netflix at three o'clock in the morning. I need what the fix is. I want it now. Yeah. The problem with that is, unlike your iPhone or your tech, our bodies run on 200,000-year-old software (laughs) that's never had an upgrade. Right. And so it doesn't work like that. It takes you months to fix your gut lining mm. and your immune system and to get your body to react to your new behaviors. It doesn't happen overnight. Right? So that's the attraction of drugs, right? Ill- illegal drugs. It's an instant state change. I don't have to I don't have to wait. It's like clang. Like right? yeah. in minutes or seconds, it's done. When you're trying to fix your body, you, you need to you need to camp up for at least six to 12 months
0: mm-hmm.
1: and know this is how long it's going to take.
0: Right.
1: And I'll, I'll bet you that there's a lot of people listening who have been trying to fix it for years
2: mm-hmm.
1: and got no further down the line. And this is the lesson for today. Right? The takeaway is stop trying to do it yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Get somebody who knows what they're doing
2: right. to guide
1: you through that process.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whether it's someone like me or you or someone else, but someone who knows what they're doing, because that's going to save you a huge amount of time. And actually over over that time, it's going to save you a lot of money as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. And correct.
1: frustration and disappointment. And so, you know, we, to, to change that culture is very difficult and you don't want to do it one, one at a time. You want to do it many at a time. But I think the goal is to take people off of social media and maybe into a community that only talks about it in this way Mm and once you're immersed in that community then you don't then you know it you you understand it takes time it takes effort I can't do it on my own like anything right Mm -mm -mm, you can't do anything on your own really you have to have support from somewhere
2: yeah
1: and so but but this the marketing is so attractive on social media that it, it, it's, it's very distracting, right?
0: Mm, that's true. And it is going to take time. But I do see it with my nieces that they're a lot more health conscious, maybe with regards to makeup than I was at their age, for sure. So there is a bit of a shift in in certain people in some people. So I really do hope that uh, the more we talk about it and sometimes, you know, it's just they need to get that they need to reach that pain level to be like, all right, or that trauma or whatever it is that they've they got they've gone through to change. So unfortunately for many of us, that's sort of, that's our turning point, which was for me too. But, um, and if it has to be that way, maybe it has to be that way. But yeah, I, I love that.
1: Part of the journey, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You have
1: to hit that threshold so that you're now ready right, to be helped. For the change. And you accept yeah. the change, yeah
0: yes so tell us a little bit about proper testing and why that's so important in your practice in terms of somebody improving somebody's health journey
1: i, I, I personally i think that we, we can over test very easily mm-hmm. <clears throat> and i also think people very often will treat based on the test mm. so understanding a real blood test is important and if you go to a gp i'm not bashing gps by the way doctors they they do a great job they they're, they're you know, they do it from a good place. Right. Their morals are very good. Their their intentions are very good. It's just that their hands are tied by their license. Right. They cannot do certain things. Mm-hmm. And if they do, they get struck off and therefore they avoid it. And they and they are very much dictated to by right. big pharmaceutical companies and so on. So I've got nothing against doctors. If you have a road accident, A and E, save your life. Mm-hmm. Right? So nothing against it. Mm-mm. Just chronic disease management and longevity. Prevention,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not the way forward. Mm-hmm.
1: But um, so testing, so bloods are generally used in very small panels because it's quite expensive to do good ones, um, and the small panels don't really tell you very much. You know, you'll get some basic things like if you're talking about cholesterol, say total cholesterol, HDL, supposed the supposed good one, LDL, the supposed bad one, maybe some triglycerides. But it doesn't really give you the information that you need that's useful. Like right? There's much deeper things that are needed, like the LDL particle size is very telling when it comes to actual risk of cardiovascular disease. Mm. And also things like glucose, they'll test a, a acute glucose on the day, which is practically useless because if you were rushing to get to the the, <laughs> the, the office or you've got white coat syndrome or or your spouse had really annoyed you before you left. You know, you're going to your glucose is going to be elevated, but they'll do an HBA1C, which is a three month average, just to see of three mm-hmm. months what's that like. But that doesn't tell you anything really either, because you can have episodes of reactive hyperglycemia, which is you're you get these really high spikes in glucose, but then they they come out. But that can also be detrimental to underlying circulatory health endothelial dysfunction, lots of things. So when you don't really know what you're looking for and how to look for it, it kind of doesn't really show you anything, which is why people go to the doctor, say, oh, I don't feel very well. They say, no problem, let's do a blood test. Mm. I do the blood test and you ring back in a week and the receptionist says, everything's normal. And you go, oh, well, why do I feel like this? Mm. We're not really sure. Here's some Prozac, right? And- they're not sure because the panels are too small and the ranges they use are too wide. Every, everybody falls into these ranges unless you've got some really bad issue going on. Then you go, oh, yeah, look, these markers right. are elevated. You need, a, you need a pharmaceutical drug to manage that. So the tests that we do, for example, like a GP test, you might get three or four pages of results. mm mm-hmm. Our smallest one is about seventy page long. Wow! Because it because it takes into account far more, mm. and it's far more useful in diagnosing what's really going on under the hood. Right, like we can look at it and get some very very accurate information. We've seen cancers way ahead of time in people, and um, there's a great one with a, with a particular um, person. I use this one when I speak on podcasts because. Um, we have permission for it but so this guy uh, was early 40s um energy issues and some other bits and pieces that they came in for we did a blood test and there were a couple of markers that were elevated and they weren't elevated actually outside of the doctor's range they were in the normal doctor's range um but they were outside of our optimal range and um one of them was uh, creatinine which is effectively could be a kidney marker for some people and the other one was something called monocytes. And monocytes is a immune marker.
0: Right.
1: So because of his age, 41, and um these couple of things and and, and some history that he had, I said, look, just for housekeeping, I'd like you to go to your GP mm-hmm. and get a prostate examination. I said, oh, okay. PSA, by the way, prostate specific antigen was normal.
2: Hmm.
1: So he goes to the GP and he says, Look. I've been told to get a test, and the GP said you don't need that test. I've seen your blood tests; you're absolutely fine. Right? And he said, "Look, this guy said something now, and it's kind of in my head while I'm here. Can we just get it done?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Come on, then." And and that examination is a finger up the bum, right? So right. To, to to test the uh, and a lot of doctors don't like doing it. Um. So the doctor's doing the examination. He said, "Oh, hmm." You know, that doesn't feel quite right. Let's get some tests, let's get some scans hmm.
2: done.
1: Hmm. So, anyway, long story short uh, two tumors, uh, wow. one benign and one stage two cancer.
0: Wow. Now,
1: that doctor, I'm not saying anything against that doctor, right? He did what he is trained to do based on the information he's trained to have. Exactly. Yeah. It was like, dude, you're fine. You've got no problem. That would only have come to light. The conversation wouldn't have been, oh, it's stage two, let's get some treatment. The state that it would have been, this is stage four, get your affairs in order. Yeah. Because the numbers would have been so high off the chart or the pain would have been so bad or whatever it is, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And there's
1: lots of examples like that. Because if you know how to read the things properly, and you said a really good word earlier, which is this preventative strategy, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we can see things coming way down the line.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, okay, that's got to stop. Yeah. That so was with a 33-year-old today whose father died – sorry, not true. His father had a heart attack at 55. His grandfather had a a heart issue at 57. He's 33, and he's showing signs of uh, heart disease. Heart disease. It's not genetic.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Because it's very hard to find a genetic um, hereditary disease. Like high cholesterol, this thing that, oh, everyone in the family's got it. You've got this high cholesterol from – it's just genetic. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's because you're all eating the same food. You're it's all sitting lifestyle. around the style. <laughs> it's like nothing to do with genetics. And this guy is the same. It wasn't genetic, but it is a learned lifestyle, a habit creation thing. And so we like, this has got to stop. You're 33 and you're already sy- showing signs that this dysregulation is happening. And if we do not get in and fix this now, in five years,
2: mm-hmm. it's going to be
1: way harder. And in 10 years, it's going to be unreversible you know you're not going to be able to change this stuff
2: Mm -mm.
1: and so prevention using the right testing for that understanding ranges hugely important
2: Mm.
1: and the other thing that I think's um, not really on many people's radar and I know you will know about it but um, toxins and toxic load is hugely important Mm. no matter whether you're old young newborn 90 years old there is so much exposure to toxicity nowadays in mm. the modern world,
2: mm.
1: and we do not deal with it well. You know, we certainly don't detoxify it that well, and the outcomes that the the detrimental effects of toxins on us is huge. One of the reasons cancers are going up and up and up, you know, billions a year being spent on cancer research, and all we de- all, all that's happening is we're getting more and more cancer. Mm-mm-mm. And then people's argument to that is, well, it's because the diagnostics have improved and we see it. No, mm. it's not it's because there's more of it mm. because our body's being exposed to more cancer-causing toxicity, moulds, chemical toxins, environmental toxins, right. heavy metals, you know, so much stuff. and And people don't know it's a thing.
2: Mm-hmm. But when you
1: do a test and you show, look, you've got, Four things here that we know are known carcinogens, known to cause cancer. We've got two here that are known to cause DNA damage. And we've got another two here that are known to cause brain function problems. We need to remove them. Right? Because right. otherwise, it's going to continue to get worse and worse. And then these outcomes are going to be very difficult to rectify. We have cancer patients that come in And you want to see the amount of things they're doing for themselves to try and remove this disease from their body. I mean, it's insane. And it's not insane at all. Actually, it's totally understandable that they're putting every ounce of their energy into trying to rid their body of cancer. They're doing every natural thing they can think of. The slightest mention of something that, oh, someone saw this and it did them, oh, I'll do that as well then. And Mm. they're doing Mm -hmm. huge amounts. If they'd have had that information ten years prior, saying, "Look, this stuff is in you; it could right. cause some problems," they would they would give anything to go back ten years and have that test.
0: Exactly. And so right.
1: it's just not about cancer; it's like Alzheimer's and heart disease and all those mm-hmm. kinds of
0: things. ADHD for kids, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, the, you know what? That, that's a really good point, and I'll, and I can tell you this because it's a personal story. So I have four children. One of them is five years old, and um, which you th- which you'd think would age me more. Actually, it's an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. Um, But when she was about two, she started presenting this kind of ADHD behavior. And she was getting very um, irritated, very angry. And a lot of people say, oh, you know, it's the terrible twos Mm. because they can't verbalize Mm -hmm. quite yet, but they know what they want to say and they get frustrated. And I'm looking at her and I'm going, that's not right. So we would pick her up from nursery in the car, but if we drove a different way home, we had to pop to the shop quickly. She would have such a meltdown.
2: Mm.
1: It, it, it was almost like someone was trying to kill her in the backseat. Mm. It's like mm. someone was physically injuring her and there was no way of calming her down. And there were a couple of times where she was banging her head on the floor. Mm. And it's just like, this is, I know, I can see what this is. I know what it is.
2: Mm-mm. So I'm going
1: to get her tested, get tested for mold and toxins and so on. Came back very high levels of a mold or two molds, very high levels of candida, which wow. is a yeast infection. Right, and um, <clears throat> treated her, which mm-hmm. was quite difficult in a two-year-old.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, and within two weeks, she was a normal child. Wow,
0: amazing! Because
1: because mm. when you take away the irritant,
0: yeah, exactly,
1: it's fixed, right? Yeah, but hang on, how did she get that in the first place? She was only two, right? So, her mother, my my other half. <clears throat> Lived in a in a uh, her parents' house with her sister. Lived in in the bedroom twenty years, always damp, always mouldy. She obviously had high levels of it in her,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and she passed it on during pregnancy with the umbilical cord. And yeah. then mm-hmm. within a couple of years, it had flourished within the child and caused this, you know, these brain function issues. It's like the brain is on fire. Yeah. So she couldn't sleep because what happened is she'd be tossing and turning. Eventually, she'd pass out because she was so tired. Yeah. And then she'd wake up at the midnight, toss and turn again for another couple of hours. And, th- and that whole, you know, you can see all of these symptoms and, you, and if you know what you're looking for, you can put two and two together and go, okay, I know what that is. Right. And then you treat them and now she's the happiest, smiliest, most incredible wow. child ever because really? obviously she's mine and I'm biased. <laughs> but, but she's very healthy in that respect, right?
2: Yeah. And I
1: mean... um, But in a similar vein, I had someone call me a couple of years ago, a 13-year-old... Her 13-year-old son was about to be given um, antipsychotics and ADHD meds, which would be for life. Mm. And I said, oh, why is that then? Because all oh, his behaviors like this and this and that. I said, oh, okay. Have you ever tested him for mold or fungal infection or yeast or anything like that? No, no, no. The doctors don't do that. No, no, they don't. But have you ever done it? No. Okay, let's test. So we tested, lo and behold, comes up with high amounts of a few things. Treat him within two months, a normal 13-year-old, then 14, excelling at school, sitting down, having a conversation around the dinner table, engaging. He was never, he never, none of that ever happened. He never engaged, everything. Right. Doctors are baffled, can't understand it. It can't be that, you know, something else is going on. It's like, no, 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 you're taking away what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Where did it come from in the first place?
2: Mm-mm-mm. And you
1: do some investigation into that, and then maybe look at the mother again or look at the environment. Right. So these things are all there to be had. But what's the value of that child not going on antipsychotics the rest of his, his, mm-hmm. his life at 13? You know, we're talking about the cost. Or it was too expensive. We said, mm, I don't know. Because yeah. when the reality hits that, you can avoid a lot of these really bad chronic diseases and live a long, healthy life, spending that time with your family, spending that time with your loved ones. The cost, it actually, is really cheap. Hmm. I
2: like but that because people
1: are used to going to CVS or where it is and yeah. spending $12.99 on vitamin D and they think that's the cure, mm. in comparison, it's it's ludicrous.
0: Right. I love saying remove the interference and your body will self-heal, right? Wherever that Correct. interference is, if it's environmental in the food or even mindset uh, as well. So if let, let's go a little bit, and I love the story about your daughter, by the way, thank you for sharing that. That's just beautiful. Um, I hope with uh, with everyone really before going straight to the meds, right? Um. So in terms of if there is a very financially conscious person listening to the show and they understand the value of testing, are there maybe sort of tests, entry tests that you would recommend that they would sort of you have to get this? Is it is it the toxins? Is it the heavy metals? Is it the mold? Which one would you recommend? And I know you're probably going to say it depends, Rita. I don't know. I'm yeah. not going to
1: answer this. Exactly, properly. it depends, right? Mm-hmm. And and but one of the things I would say is speak to somebody before deciding on testing so you know one of the things that we want to do with these podcasts that we're doing is get people to book calls with us they're free right there's no charge and we want to talk to you about your health issues and see if we can see if we can send you in the right direction Mm. don't forget we have patients all around the world so I don't care where you are we are able to facilitate you and, and service you right so when people book calls with us, especially with this link that either you've already got or you will get, mm-hmm. um, or they can go to our website and do it, but, but you can book a free call and then we're just going to talk to you about what the issues are and then maybe give you some insight into maybe the right steps that you like need to take. Like a roadmap.
0: So, Amazing. Yeah. So if someone is like, free. like
1: it's beautiful. free. Right? Beautiful. So if, I've got no money. I can't do this. No, they go. they Okay. Well, you might want to look at these areas first. Mm-hmm depending on what the problems are right? like you said maybe put some money aside over the next six months mm. because then at least you've got a plan mm-hmm. to, to get something done later in the in you know in the interim maybe stop taking that thing because it might not be the right supplement or the right thing you know and maybe focus more on the breathing like you said it's free go for a walk it's free. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is the prescription but we don't know what that person needs but we want to try and point them in the right direction.
2: Mm.
1: And then if we do work with them at some point, great. If we don't, we want them to go in the right direction. right? Yeah. Because by doing that, although it's one at a time, one person at a time, yeah. we started to change people's perspective on what needs to be done. Right. Yes. So that's something that we really encourage a lot of people to do. And we're, you know, we've got loads and loads of people that book it. But it's so rewarding because we can turn and say, no, stop doing that stuff. Stop spending that money there.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not
1: worth it listen to Rita, go and do some more breathing with her, go and do Mm -hmm. some of this other stuff, or, you know, go and look at your your local uh, community here that have got this thing set up for people like yourself. You can get some really good value out of it. You know, so there's a lot of things that we can help and point in the right direction. That's what I would say. I wouldn't say try and go and do testing on your own.
0: Yeah.
1: Because you don't know if it's the right one for you. Okay. Okay.
0: Amazing. You'll
1: think it is, right? Mm. You'll think I should need to get, oh, sounds like, I've got this, my daughter's got the same ADHD thing or that I need to get that test. Well, let's have a think about that.
0: Right.
1: Let's just discuss what the real symptoms are and what the history is, and then we can talk about that.
0: So tell us a little bit more about your three by five. Is that what you call it?
1: Three Three by by five five, diet. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Or is that
0: (laughs) just an overview?
1: No, no, no. So it's a bit of a a a change of pace, but the, um, so three by five, I wrote for a patient years ago. I needed something simple that they could follow that was going to be valuable to them. Same as anything that we do, right? It has to be simple. You have to be able to do it. And if you can do that, if you comply to what we ask, then you're going to get the the value out of it, right? If I turn around and say, right, you need to drink 10 gallons of water a day, move to the Himalayas. (laughs) <laughs> meditate at the top of a mountain with a monk 10 hours a day. And, you know, it's like, what are you talking about? That's never going to happen.
2: Yeah.
1: But So it has to be usable. So I, I wrote this diet, um, not thinking anything of it at the time. And then a lot of people were asking me for it and we were using it more. And then someone said, you need to write a book. And I, was, I don't want to write a book. It's too long. I'm not interested. Uh, and now obviously there's a book. But I'm going to give you it for free. You don't need to buy the book. Right? And I'll tell you, I make no money on those books. Right, you make two bucks or something, it's nothing. But what I will do is give you the principles, and you can follow it right now from today. Three by five diet, three meals a day, five hours apart. Mm. Right? It's as simple as that. Breakfast and lunch are made up of protein, good fats, and vegetables.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Dinner is made up of protein, carbohydrates, and vegetables. Mm. Here, endeth the lesson. It is literally that simple, right? Mm. Now, why is it like that? And if people want to understand the mechanics of it, I'll explain it very quickly. A lot of research, <clears throat> and going back to con- continuous glucose monitors we spoke about earlier, right? And there's mm-hmm. s- spikes in insulin and things. Most people eat when they're not hungry, either based on the time, on, you know, on the clock, or their schedule, or or their their routine. But what we know is an average of five hours in between meals allows the fuel, wherever that might be, fat or carbohydrate, from your previous meal to pretty much be digested and allows your metabolism to stop using that as fuel, because it will do, it's an immediate fuel intake, and then switch back to using fat for fuel right, body fat.
2: Mm.
1: You get this metabolic needle that moves, right, and it's this flexibility. And leaving it five hours in between meals allows that to go backwards and forwards, right? You burn fat for fuel when you need to, or you burn another fuel source, be it dietary fat or carbohydrate. We also know that eating... Um, low carbohydrate in the morning and good fats is great for our brain function and our blood glucose stabilization and that it reduces hunger and all that kind of stuff so when you start with protein and good fats and vegetables in your first two meals you stabilize your blood glucose you you improve your energy you really keep hunger down and then in the evening you have your protein your carbohydrates and your vegetables that's when you re you replenish your glucose stores in your liver and your muscles, right? Because if you're training during the day, exercise, doesn't matter. You do not need to carb up after your training session. Trust me, you are not training hard enough. It is not necessary, right? Unless you're an Olympic athlete, which I have trained, or world champion boxers and all the rest of it, which I've trained, I promise you, you're not training hard enough. Mm. What you will do by following this stabilize your blood glucose. You'll probably bring down inflammation. You'll definitely lose weight just because your body will be burning fat for fuel most of the time. And then when you have your carbohydrate in the evening, that pushes up something called serotonin. Mm-hmm. And Then that converts to melatonin, which helps you right. sleep. Right. You'll right. get a better stable sleep because your blood glucose is not bouncing around in, in the night. Overall, it allows you not to think too much about, Dietary guidelines, because no foods are banned. But clearly, if you try and do that while eating McDonald's, it's not going to work. Exactly. But as long as you're eating good foods, whole foods, there's no measuring and weighing. There's no Mm. calorie counting Mm. because you're not going to overeat on those types of foods.
2: Mm -hmm. Very
1: sensual. I remember people lose 60, 70, 80 pounds in two, three, four months just by doing that and walking. Yeah. And it just needed to be something simple. So, if not, if anybody, if nothing, if you get nothing else from this episode that people listen to, try it. Yeah. Try it for a, a month, thirty days, and see how you get on. You don't need to buy the book. Promise you, right? The book, by the way, is seventy four pages long.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Which is nothing, right? And it has to be seventy four pages because that's the minimum that Amazon will allow for it to be <laughs> self published. Okay. So there are. It's like. Page after page of big images <laughs> and images and mm. stuff like that, right? The other thing, I don't know about you, but when I read books, it, it's very frustrating that you got to wait until the end to get the information. Exactly. You yeah. Preamble it and set it all up and tell you all the information. Yeah, yeah. I'm not into that. You can get all the information I just told you in the first 10 pages,
0: mm.
1: which you can read in probably 10 minutes. Mm. So you could pick that book up, read it, get everything you need, and not have to touch it again. The rest of it is all like maybe exercises or recipes and things like that. It's all stuff that you don't, it's not necessary. Just to make it 74 pages, right? So <laughs> try it, see how you get on and, and let read to know how you get on or, or let me know because it's easy, it's actually a lot cheaper than you think. Um it's gonna save you a lot of money because there'll be a lot less wastage of food and um and your sleep and your energy and everything else will definitely improve
0: great so what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting because you're, you''re you're advocating the three meals I actually just eat two so yeah what are your is, thoughts on that
1: well I think intermittent fasting is great in the right people mm. <laughs> so if you're coming to me and saying you're a hard charging entrepreneur who um, works long hours and has a very stressful job and you don't eat anything till 1 pm and then you eat again at seven pm um I'm probably going to encourage you to eat breakfast
2: mm-hmm.
1: because fasting is a stress on the body mm-hmm. and if you are stressed in other ways like you're not sleeping and you're stressed at work mm-hmm. and you' you've got pathogen you know toxic load and everything else you've got other issues, adding more stress probably not the greatest prescription for you but someone like yourself, who's relaxed, chilled, has got life in some kind of order, I think it's perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. right? Because there is a lot of evidence to show that giving your digestion a rest is really useful for longevity and DNA repair. If you go back to the three by five diet, three meals, five hours apart. Let's say as a schedule, you have breakfast at eight, dinner at one, sorry, lunch at one, dinner at six and you, stop, you finish eating at 20 past six, maybe half past if you've really taking your time.
0: You're fasting that
1: time. <laughs> you're yeah. fasting at half six till eight. You've got your intermittent fast in there. Yeah. It's just while you're sleeping.
0: Mm. Which is even other, easier.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. But the other thing is you've stopped it. Let's say you go to bed at half past 10, just so it's easy to, to do the figures. Finish eating at half six, go to bed at half 10. That's four hours before bed. So your body's had a really good opportunity to digest and metabolize the majority of that food. What that means is when you go to bed, your heart rate drops very early in the evening, in the night when you're sleeping. That way you get better deep sleep, which is more restorative, much better for Alzheimer's outcomes and um, recovery. And you get more peaceful, long um, REM sleep. If you eat a meal close to bedtime or within a couple of hours, your body will still be digesting that while you're trying to sleep. Right. So you'll have an elevated heart rate that first two, three, four hours of sleep, which is when you're supposed to be getting your deep sleep. So your deep sleep will be shortened, you'll be less quality. So actually, by following a three by five, not only does it do a lot of great things for you while you're awake, it gets you better sleep, reduces your heart rate, and does all that just as a byproduct, Mm -hmm. But you're not even focusing on it. So intermittent fasting, great, because you're doing it anyway in that time, but it helps you sleep better. Yeah. Whereas when people are in the morning doing intermittent fasting and they go, I'll just have black coffee. So you get up, you've got high adrenaline, high cortisol, because that's what wakes you up, gets you going. And then they're going to have black coffee for the first four or five hours on an empty stomach because that's, what it says in the book, you know, or on the YouTube video, whatever it is, they're they're adding more stimulants Mm. into an already highly elevated stimulatory environment, which for some is fine because their life is relaxed and chilled and they're okay. But if you are, you know, in this sympathetic nervous system, this fight or flight all the time, you're stressed and things are going on, your kids and spouse and business and everything else, potentially there are better ways to manage that from a nutritional perspective, we may want to just dial back the intermittent fasting for a while until mm. we deal with these other lifestyle factors.
2: Yeah.
1: And then we can look at, is this worth doing?
2: Mm-mm-mm.
1: And a way to do that could be three by five, but um, I've got nothing against it. So long it's in the right people. Yeah, with you know, what right benefits
0: with the right lifestyle habits and yeah. the stress management techniques for sure. This is amazing. Okay, I, I love this. A little bit more about you. Let's sort of shift here. Um, yeah. First of all, what is the most common advice you tend to give your clients, if there is one?
1: Well, before they become patients, the most common thing is please do not try and do this on your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of theme of what we've been talking about, right? Um, and then I think once people become patients of ours. Because it's so individualized to them, I mean, it's very rare that we'll do a lot of things the same, but what we kind of want to try and get people to realize is your body has a choice of burning fat for fuel or carbohydrate for fuel, glucose, and very often it forgets how to burn fat for fuel. So one of the things we need to look at is how do we encourage that cellular mechanism to fire off again so that you can reduce your body fat percentage, which is, a good thing especially if it's around your organs but also so you've got stable energy all the time you're not Mm -hmm. having massive dips in the afternoon because you've the sandwich you ate at lunchtime has now run out and and you're you're grabbing a candy bar or you're taking a coffee or whatever it is so that's kind of a a principle that we try and get them to understand and then sleep Mm. sleep is the biggest thing no matter what if you are not sleeping you know if you miss a night's sleep the next day you are non-functioning Yep. Yes, exactly. And six hours is not enough. And all this nonsense about, oh, as people get older, they need less sleep. No, they Mm -hmm. need the same sleep. It's just that they don't manage it because they're getting up to go to the toilet all the time.
2: Yeah.
1: But why is that? Right? It's not for men. It's not just because their prostate is getting bigger. There are lots of reasons why that happens. And when we deal with that, and all of a sudden they're getting eight hours of solid sleep without having to go to the toilet at 62 years old,
0: Mm -mm.
1: they're like, this is insane. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? But so these are the things better. that we kind of try and work on. Yeah.
0: So in your opinion, what is the ideal uh number of hours per
1: night to sleep? Well, I, I think you should definitely give your your body the opportunity for eight hours, which means you've got to be in bed at least eight hours, right? Because if you're in bed at eight, you're probably only going to get seven. Mm-hmm. If you can be in nine hours, then at least you give the opportunity to get the eight hours. Mm-hmm. So being in bed eight to nine hours, I think is important. Mm. If you cannot sleep, then there's lots of reasons. Yeah. There's reasons where you can't get to sleep, where you can't mm-hmm. stay asleep. You keep waking up at three o'clock in the morning. There's lots of reasons. And those things aren't generally to do with your nighttime. They're generally to do with yes. what's going on in the day. Yes. Figuring that out, understanding how that can be supported, getting back to that sleep thats that's really important.
0: Mm, I love that. So what is the um, the best advice that you've ever been given that still holds true today and you sort of go back to it?
1: I think whether it was advice I was given or whether it was something I th- realized, I think the, the best advice I have is don't take shortcuts. Mm. Because it never works. Yeah, And even yeah. if it did work, you wouldn't get the satisfaction out of it. You wouldn't get the reward out of it you were thinking you were going to get. And there'd always be something that wasn't quite right
2: Mm-mm-mm.
1: because I cut a corner
2: yeah. right?
1: in, in any aspect of your life, whether it's a relationship, whether it's work, whether it's health, whether it's a sport of some kind, whatever it is, don't bother taking shortcuts because you, you, it never gives you what you're after.
0: Do the work that is required, put it in. You've the- got it, right? What is the most influential book that you've read so far?
1: I've read so many books. It's yeah. so difficult to tell. It depends on what aspect. Um, many years ago, I read what Rob Wolf's um, uh, The Paleo Solution, which gave me um, mm-hmm. a, a direction in, in, in a career back then, which was foundational. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> recently, I've read a book, it's on my desk still, uh, Cheating Death by Rand McLean, which... Um, you need to know how to take the bits out of it to be useful, but it's a very interesting overview as to how you can increase longevity.
2: Mm.
1: I think understanding blue zones
2: mm-hmm. and
1: and their philosophies is important. Yeah. However, don't think it's going to work in a New York city trader on, on <laughs> Wall Street. Uh, so you need to understand more about it than that. So it's just a whole generalized, there's lots of different ones that give us different information in different areas. Um, so depending on what the benefit is that you're looking for would depend on the book that you would go to read. But I think it's it's important to keep reading. Yeah. Like I still do it every day, right? I still um, read every morning um, along with other things that I like to do that are nothing, you know, that, that just keep me away from working. Mm-hmm. I like to learn things, which are related yeah. to my work. Yeah. But I think really, I also like to draw a lot. Because that does that. I like to do card tricks. Um, only because oh, you, all should those are- um, you should
0: have showed me one. On you should have showed me a card yeah, trick. Yeah, should have shown
1: <laughs> you one. But, but only because those things are unrelated, right? And I have a, I have a really, really incredible guy that teaches me the card trick stuff, right? And I do courses for for drawing because I've got a genetic setup that gives me a very, very high chance of Alzheimer's genetically, but from a behavioral Lifestyle. perspective, mm-hmm. I'm in a very low percentage. But these things that cause this plasticity in my brain, learning new skills, how to even hold a set of cards or whatever it is, or do that drawing or, you know, the book that I'm reading about a certain thing that I'm having to think about. Those things Mm. are not only quite interesting and diverse, but I know they're useful for me longer term. Mm. So, so car I tricks think,
0: are, I guess, neuroplasticity. Yeah, yeah. They of course,
1: I have to understand how to do that. How do I, yeah.
0: Why do I do it with your hands? How I like do that. It's just another like thing, that. right? It's just another yeah. new
1: skill to learn.
0: Yes, yes. Which not, brings and, me to my next question. What are your top three non-negotiable self-care habits? Would you, would you put those oh, in, in your top three?
1: Well, for me, because it's, because it's based around cognitive function, mm. um, actually – before that I would the non-negotiables would be um not drinking tap water or bottled water,
2: mm-hmm. but drinking
1: uh, reverse osmosis purified and then remineralized. Um it would be getting sleep without a shadow of a doubt. That's the most important thing. And um eating a, a good diet. Um, and for me, I have my food prepared for me, right? It's it's a company prepares it, gets delivered to the house. It's, it's absolutely as it should be. It has the right fiber and um, organic contents and everything else. It goes in the freezer and then I'll take it out. It'll defrost, put it in the oven. And that is what I will eat during the week for sure. And probably one or two at the weekend because I want that responsibility taken away and yeah. keep me on track as much as possible. I can cook. I know how to cook. You know, I've survived many, many years. But it's something that I can just not have to think about. Amazing. I figured it out. I know what I want. This is what I'm going to do. They will have it. Will have more ingredients in it, more diversity, plant diversity, more fiber diversity, better um, phytonutrients, and everything else that I need than if I made it.
2: Mm.
1: And because what happens is, if I make it, I'll eat that for dinner and I'll eat it for lunch mm. or whatever. It is, right. Mm. I'll just make it convenient. Right. Whereas if I eat different meals throughout the week, they've got this massive different. Uh, ingredients this diversity then i can get all of that good stuff in me
0: wow.
1: and and that's the way i manage it so eating well getting sleep hydrating well that's the first step uh, on a daily basis
0: awesome these those are great i love that and i'm still so basic I'm gonna... though, right? Yeah, totally basic. And I, I have these six pillars of self-care, which could be the six pillars of health, six pillars of longevity, and those are uh, obviously in there for sure. Um, but I do like the card tricks. I really like that idea of getting that as uh, stimulation, uh, stimulating your, your brain neuroplasticity. I really do like that. I don't have Alzheimer's markers uh, that put me at risk, but I'm just... So fascinated by by the by getting your brain to work even later. Like I've had an eighty. You probably know them. Udo uh, know him. Udo um, Erasmus.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I've him. Fats a few that times.
0: heel. Yeah, I've had him, and yeah, he's yeah. like over eighty, and he was just one of my best guests. Very
1: sharp, isn't he? I did
0: not hear oh. a, um or a like or any just like firing and wiring mm. all these beautiful sentences together. And he's in
1: Canada as well. He's in Vancouver.
0: Right. And I was like, yes, that's that's my that's my idol. That's how I want to yeah. be when I'm that his age. And he talks about neuroplasticity all the time and learning new things. That's so it, yeah. I love class. the card tricks for sure. I want to do take up dancing. So I really want to yeah, as a great way. Thing. Right. Yeah. Movement as well. But I like the card tricks. I like that, ball. It's a good idea. Different,
1: right? Something different. Yeah. No doubt it'll change in a few a, a years time. I'll do something else because it's just something to do something, to learn, do something, to learn. You know, it's just mm-hmm. always interesting.
0: Mm-hmm, for sure. So is there anything else that we might've missed that you want to talk about, or maybe sort of another question that I would not wanted to ask, what is your legacy? What do you want to be known for?
1: So the dead live on in the knowledge they leave for others to improve their lives. Yeah. that's what I want to leave, yeah. right? To think that I touched someone and that mm-hmm. made their life better and their children's lives better and their, you know, their their acquaintances, whatever it is, something I taught people, they went and took on and they continue to improve their lives. That's, that's where I want it to be.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Amazing. So what, how can people connect with you? So you told us a little bit about the link and I'll definitely yeah. add it on the show notes. Is there any other way?
1: Um, they can go to the website, which is uk, which will also be in the show notes, I'm sure. There's a um, You can find out a bit more about the practice, and also there's a big button on the front page, on all the pages, I think. Book a consult call. This is that free call we spoke about, right? So come and speak to us. Mm-hmm. Really, it would be me that you speak to, by the way, initially. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd love to speak to you, as many people as possible. And that really is is what we want to get people doing, because then we can really... Help people on a one-to-one individualized basis. Going to Instagram is all lovely, but it's generic, right? It's not something yeah. that's gonna be useful to you. And we wanna really get people that. So book a call. I would love to speak to you. And if if we if it's just that we talk about retail, I don't care. Let's just have some fun <laughs> and talk.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing so much amazing information today, for being uh, the person you are trying to help as many people where, like I mentioned, we're so aligned in helping people really live their highest vibrating full potential life because we all deserve it. Right. So, and, and it's, it's doable. It's really doable with, in so many different ways. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. It's been
1: lovely to meet you and talk to you.
0: Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking part of your day and sharing it with me by listening to this amazing podcast episode. I would also like to thank our sponsors, St. Lucian CMOS. Check them out and get some awesome CMOS at www.StLucianSeamoss.co If you enjoyed this podcast and it was helpful, please share it with your loved ones or a friend and check out SavoyaSelfCare.com for more amazing wellness tips. Please also leave us a rating now on Apple Podcasts. Take a screenshot and send it to info at We will reply with a gift as a grateful thank you. If you want to upgrade your healthy living and take it to the next level, be sure to join us next week. And remember, self-care is not selfish. It's self-love. Ciao for now.